a don't be shy. Zebras are God's way of laughing at race. Scrapple is a nonsensical food. Come on, you can shake it. Yeah. Climb on my ass and scale the Grand Canyon. Anything goes at Paratopia. <laughs> and welcome. Hey Paratopia, Jeremy Vaney here. This is our later in the midweek special than than midweek. I guess I can say that, right? Um, it picks up where episode 120, Bill Burns Everything Asked, leaves off. And um, it's basically Jeff and I being two old farts uh, sitting on a porch in our rocking chairs bitching about them crazy kids. But before it gets to that point, before it devolves into that, uh, maybe we have some interesting things to say about the singularity and fear of death and all of that. Anyway, without any sort of other ado, i got to come up with some other phrase then without further ado. Here you go. To go back to that nanobot thing uh, in the bloodstream, they often talk about, um, or I've heard people murmur about Experiencers, abductees who claim to have implants, um, you know, are potentially dangerous people because you know they can be controlled by these aliens to do things. And is that is that a possibility of of uh, of shenanigans? And you know, you you could very easily draw your conclusion here. You know, the government presents, uh, go get your transfusion because these nanobots can be programmed to fix a a bad valve in your heart, you won't even know it. All you have to do is sit in a chair and go to sleep. They'll take care of it. They'll fix your kidney. They'll, you know, sew up a hole in your colon, whatever. Because that would be one of the real reasons to do that. But yet, like I said to you, you know, we started out with computers where you just typed and there wasn't a, a screen per se as what we have today. You typed into a, a data bank and that went into tape drives and that sort of thing. And then we had... Uh, the visual interface with uh, with a monitor, and then we went to the mouse, and the mouse was tactile, and we could move this thing on the screen that we're also familiar with now. That it's like a second finger, and now, um, I mean, what did they have in Star Trek: Next Generation? We were all like, "Oh, isn't that cool? Wouldn't it be neat if there was something like that?" Well, guess what? The fucking pad from Star Trek is your iPod or your iPhone. The shit is here, and so now. Um, it's becoming even more tactile. Now you're actually touching things on the screen and moving them around. And I know everybody get, becomes very blasé about that because, well, it's just the next gadget. It's the next thing. But what it's doing, look at how the evolution of all that has come. And it has come closer and closer to being integrated into us. So I think in that sense, yeah, we could have that. Here's the problem. What about hackers? <laughs> Forget aliens. You know, what about hackers? Uh, what about, you know, one day some totalitarian government comes along and says, guess what? You're all going to do what we say, and we revolt. And the next thing you know, there's uh, uh, there's uh, throngs marching on the White House, and all of a sudden they just turn around and go home. 
Oh, what about the corporate yeah. head himself just throwing oh, the switch? Absolutely. Even worse absolutely. than that, I mean, how about the fact that you're going to have uh, cheap Chinese knockoffs of the technology oh, that yeah. are going to fuck up in your bloodstream after like a year, you know? Sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, all of it. I mean, your your Xbox 360, your Xbox, you know, X2500 is going to be a powder in a vial you snort. <laughs> And it attaches itself to your nasal cavities and, and uh, the base stem of your brain, and you just sit there and play a video game with your eyes open. I mean, it's the way it's going, man. I mean, that's, that's what the, is being shot for here. And so what does that all mean for, uh, for your own free will? I mean, you know. See, I don't mind. I don't I, – like – this is going to end up being another episode, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the Ray Kurzweil thing really kind of pissed me off because – once again, here we see a man much like Michu Kaku, uh, who just fears death. And so all of his life's work is about his fear of death, um, which is fine if you're like me or Jeff Ritzman. <laughs> Poor. But if, <laughs> but if you have a billion dollars and you're going to affect the world, well, that's a problem. Uh, and I don't mind him inventing a way out of death because he fears it, but you know that's going to inevitably turn into something that gets advertised to us, mm. and that's what these guys want, right? This is evolution. Well, it's not evolution. It's this bastardization of evolution um, based on fear. I mean, again, another technology based on fear, ignorance of what is possible uh, with the human being as is, right. and, um, and complete arrogance of just like, well, this is the way things should go, and the human vessel isn't you know, is, is an imperfect device. You know, everything's a device with these fucking people. Mm. Uh, so I, I, you know, name for me one technology that is based on fear, ignorance, and arrogance that is uh, an evolver in a positive way. <laughs> Go ahead, name it. I mean, really? Is that the fucking device that we want to hook into f and call the new humanity? Uh, mm. I don't think so. Um, so again... Fine, if he wants to do it for himself and for other people. I mean, I wouldn't mind that the technology existed, but I really have a huge problem with it being advertised and shoved down people's throats as a phase of evolution because it, it doesn't need to be that. And it, In fact, I would argue that it won't be that. Um, I would argue that singularity is already here, and it's called nature. It's nature is out of control. Nature is the thing that is going to uh, throw us back, as it were. Um, to the mindset that uh, realizes that all of this stuff, as I've been saying for years now, um, is just us talking to ourselves. It's our, you know, this computer stuff is our repression of, what, Jeff? Oneness. Right. <laughs> it's all this repression that is being acted out um, by, by billionaires and by geniuses uh, who have mistaken their intellect for the pinnacle for, for the end all be all. Um, so they keep trying to create other intellectual things with their intellect to preserve their intellect, to preserve their ego selves and in complete ignorance of this whole other thing that, that we also are. Mm. Um, you just can't get there artificially. And I, I think nature is going to have her say <laughs> if she isn't already. Wow. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with computers in general and, and technology <laughs> and nature. Yeah, I have allergies. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, 
you know, I think I'll leave the technology thing with, with this, um, uh, because this to me is it, uh, boy, here's where I get a lot of hate mail. I don't give a fuck. Uh, there was a time where to be an artist actually meant something. <laughs> and, um, and and you can look at this as in a good way or in a bad way. You can look at it from the standpoint that people who didn't have the self-articulated ability to bring a creation or a vision or uh, any any form of art to fruition couldn't, and therefore those people kind of did weren't able to express themselves in that way. Um. Uh, and then there were people who could do that. And those were the ones that we called artistic people. And, uh, and then the computer came along. And the computer provides you with tools that enable you to do a lot of really great things. Um, if, you're, you know, if you've always had a knack for doing creative artwork or, you've, you know, or something like that, if you, or if you're professionally trained in all of the tech ways that you can create art then when somebody hands you a computer you realize just like an airbrush or a pencil or a Conte crayon or whatever it's just another tool um, you can do a lot with that and um, and there are a lot of talented digital artists out there but there's a lot of people out there who really shouldn't be doing art <laughs> and yet something like Photoshop which I love uh, and I love to do has really put a very powerful tool in the hands of people who ordinarily would be doing something else and probably should be. And I know from experience, and this has been my entire professional career is what I've done. I saw as a little boy, you know, all my parents and my relatives would say, Oh, well, you're going to be an artist, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, uh, commercial artist and and so you know they said you'll, you'll never go hungry this sort of thing uh and i don't but i watched essentially the creative art field explode with the advent of the computer and i watched summarily and and i will argue to death to the point of to anybody in the art field or creative fields in general um this point that the very nature of artwork and the very nature of uh, imagery took a decided downturn uh, to mediocrity. And this is literally by virtue of people who go to a tech school and come out and say they're a designer, of which, you know, there was a young lady that I work with and she said, yeah, I took a course, you know, over a weekend at this place and that's how I became a designer. And I just wanted to slap her. And, and consequently, my uh, my job is one of those things where I'm I'm lucky to be working, and I got a full time job doing what I love to do. But the way I usually think about it is that ultimately the computer led us into really amazing artwork from people who had always done artwork, and then really mediocre artwork. And unfortunately, the really mediocre people 
uh, going to these tech schools and this sort of thing and just, just you know, grabbing a thing and say, that's it, I'm a graphic designer, I can go out and get a job. Unfortunately, they dominate the industry right now, and I do believe that. And, uh, and because of that, the mediocrity has become the accepted norm. That's what's considered good now, and, uh, and it's, a real, it's a real fucking shame. Because it's literally thrown, or did throw back in the day, uh, the art field into the same old mass production thing. This is not to say, again, that there aren't really amazing digital artists. There are. But most of those guys, you'll find, could do the same thing with a pen or pencil, airbrush, whatever. I mean, for me, with computers, that's what it does, is that it tends to put out... Um, what did uh, Our friend Deidre had a post on Facebook, I think it was... A week ago or so, it said something like the new talented is the untalented or the new, the new untalented is the talented or something like that. And I'm like, yes, there it is. You know, um, what does that mean? I mean, that's just in my little corner of the world and the way I view the world and the way I view my profession and, and my interest. But what else has a computer done that makes the difficult move of creation an absolute breeze. And now look at what that creationary tool has done to the rest of whatever your interest might be in the reason that you operate a machine. This is where it gets really tricky for me because I think it goes much broader than artwork or digital art or anything like that. Well, don't you this think people is, in radio are bitching about podcasts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. We shouldn't be on the fucking radio. Come on. Well, yeah, we should. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, speak it's, for yourself, it, Ritz. When I should, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, yeah, I'm sure it is uh, a big thorn in their side, and no doubt there are professional announcers out there who have done this their whole lives and uh, and are really amazing at it. Uh, that I would certainly bow at the feet at just doing a podcast. Uh, you know, that's a whole different world. But yeah, there's there's that's a great one. But you see um, people with YouTube channels and they they think that they're famous because they have a YouTube channel that a absolutely. couple hundred people, you know, breeze through on their way to the next stupid right. video. I mean, filmmaking, there's another one. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, these are all things that that used to take skill and now everyone thinks because they have access to it that they can all do it. I think that's your point, right? Well, it's this, it's not it's not even that they think they can do it. It's it's uh because you know you do get the person out there who otherwise couldn't create something like that having a tool that will help them yeah but when you have so many people who who th- it's not that they think they can do it it's that they think they are doing it because of the fact they're doing it they think they're good at it because of the fact that that they're they're doing it y- yeah and uh yeah. and therefore there's somebody in this or you know, they're well, an artist. well, even or, that, or or even that, yeah. I mean, but what the tool does is a lot of the work for them. You know, I mean, the the old show card guys. Uh, you know, one of which I learned from. I learned how to hand letter from. I mean, he was the guy who lettered the placards for movies. I mean, when you look back at these old mummy movies and stuff like that, that shit was hand painted. There was no computer you typed into, but you're saying, you're saying that it's, it's so out of control now that that's actually become the standard, right? That has been the, I mean, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, I, I just a bunch of idiots who all think that they have talent because they have the tool. It's that those idiots have actually taken over various industries. Um, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and hired themselves and their friends who none of whom know what they're doing. 
Well, in a way, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you may have one art director who knows what he's doing and knows what he's looking for, but unfortunately, um, see, to, to me, that's not how it works. How it really works is your art director answers ultimately to a creative director who ultimately answers to the boss. And the boss is seeing all of these other companies with this really blah, what they call corporate artwork uh, or corporate advertising. And ultimately, it's very bland. It's very straight-laced. And there's a time and place for that. But uh, remember when advertising used to be really uber-creative? Um, yeah, they're still around. But those people now are titans in this industry. Those are the people who were trained in exactly their craft and all of that. But there's a billion little agencies around the world that are taking – a lot of work and a lot of opportunity away from people who should be doing that work. In other words, what it's what the tool has done and the tools have done is to kind of give an edge to people who have mediocre at best skill and make them look amazing. And so that amazing point then is like saturated the industry. And consequently, uh, the industry has become saturated with people like that. So a guy like me has to go in and uh, uh, and fight off 12 college kids who haven't got an iota of really decent eye ability or brain power in order to do this thing. But they, they have Photoshop and they do that, that standard cookie cutter thing. And all you designers out there know exactly what I'm talking about. We don't talk about this because it pisses us off, but this is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it saturates, saturates the industry. Um, Two middle-aged men bitch about the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean I'm I'm kind of over it because I'm in a great job where I do exactly what I want. And, um, and you know, I think Paratopia Magazine was a pretty good example of like what I got to do every day. Um, so, I mean, I've got that kind of freedom. So I'm really lucky. But there's a lot of people out there with a whole shitload of talent who can't get a job. And it reminds me exactly of what uh, – uh, and it was it was actually kind of surprising. Um, there's a there's a channel on uh, Directv where they run these Guitar Center uh, like intimate concerts. It's just the band and interviewer and a very small crowd, and they play their hits and talk about their career and all that sort of thing in an interview setting. And the Cult was on there, and I loved the Cult back in the day. And um, the interviewer asked the lead singer, he says, "What do you think of all this uh, these independent musicians?" He goes, oh, I think they're mucking up the fucking toolbox, and I think they should just shut the fuck up, get out of the way, and let the kids rock. <laughs> you know? And I thought, wow, you know, there's somebody who finally says exactly what everybody thinks, but nobody wants to say because being an indie artist is cool. You know? Um, not to say again that there aren't some great indie artists, but by and large, it's mucking up and gunking up the wheels of uh, uh, of what used to be a pretty interesting music industry. And I'm all about technology helping bands get their stuff out on the internet there's really no need for a record company anymore this is what i'm talking about how we're boiling down and consolidating but the problem is is there's no filter and um if you don't think if you think there's a lot of filtering going on in this society that we live in today with the world go look at the internet <laughs> i mean let's face it most of the internet shouldn't be there it's useless it's junk and i wish to god i could remember the man's name who gave a an interview or a uh, a lecture rather on uh 
on exactly that point that, you know, here's the reason we should have an internet that has an editor that you have to submit content to. And then that content gets approved or disapproved based upon its actual worth. Like no more. Here's my pink shoe collection. You know, think about that. No more, uh, no more animated, uh, no more animated gifs of dragons breathing fire on a purple background with gray letters. <laughs> no more. Bye. But Think about how much better the net would be. <laughs> yeah, well, except that that's again, it's like it's, it's sort of like what is it that you want the internet to be? Do you want the internet to be something where where there is this uh, standards, <laughs> the set of standards, or is the internet all about self-expression. Well, yeah. I, now, it, it clearly right now is all about self-expression, but it what is. the fuck do you have to express? I mean, you would think that people would censor themselves at some point and be like, you know what, I don't need to put my pink shoe collection up online. <laughs> uh, well, but you but might want to share it with other pink shoe collectors, and there's nothing wrong well, with that. Well, but then again, I mean, the whole problem, again, comes down to the the consumer, the viewer, the, the whatever, the mm-hmm. listener. Um you know, cookie cutter crap wouldn't exist if there wasn't a bland, you know, conformist mainstream right. that sucks it up. And, you know, you can interview these people and they'll tell you the right thing, you know, to say, which is, no, I like individual, you know, I like art and blah, blah, blah. Right. But when it comes down to it, that's not what they're purchasing or else, you know, that would be the trend. <laughs> right. Right. So that's where we are. It is. <laughs> Yeah, that's, it is. And then the, pro- the cold hard facts. Well, I think the problem is, is that we're drowning in it. I mean, we're drowning in. Again, it's it's a, you know, as far as I'm concerned, this world celebrates mediocrity, rewards bad behavior. It's the same old thing. So, do we need discipline? Is the question. Uh, do we need yeah. somebody to say, and, you know what, I'm, enough? Even I, though you don't, even though you don't know that you've had enough, <laughs> you've had enough. Right. <laughs> Time to take, cut you off. Take the pacifier out of the mouth. Um, I think it's just a matter of, of, uh, you know, I don't want any, na- any nasty, nasty uh, censorship, uh, arguments on the message board because that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is just looking at, I mean, you've all seen these web pages out there on the net. You've all seen, um, you know, the, the, these people selling their paintings. If that makes them happy to go to a flea market, sell paintings, then do it. Um, it's just how many bad web development companies have you seen? A lot, right? A lot. It's just there needs to be some kind of like we need to open our eyes to see what talent means and to know what uh, creative creative ability no, see, really means is, and all is, of that. I, I understand what you're saying, but I, I think it's gone beyond that. I mean, I, I've – well, it probably sort of, has. I've been I mean, making I'm... the argument to my friends in the acting world and my mm-hmm. sister in the directing world that the reason stage is dying, the reason Broadway is dying, uh, and they have to spice it up with you know Spider Man and special effects and stuff is um, because art is supposed to illuminate something in the interior, mm. um, and it doesn't anymore. And it's that's a product, the, yeah. It's a product, but I mean. It's even more than that. It's that we've had, um, you know, uh, we've just come out of about 100 years or more of psychotherapy. Uh You know, like there's no, I don't think there's anything left to illuminate. There's nothing that has, that is 
uh, eluding us. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that, you know? And so now it's to the point where it's just complete ego gratification. It's completely, I want to be seen, you know, it's the evolution of, uh, as I say in my book, Urgency, ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, the evolution of watch TV. Well, it's what you're talking about with, with the tactile thing. It's watch TV, uh, then beyond TV, um, you know, in, in talk shows and stuff like that, then be the TV, you know, now, now we want to be it. We want to be that entertainment and we mm-hmm. see these reality shows with people that have no talent and <laughs> we can do that. Right. <laughs> uh, in fact, we are doing that because all you need now is a YouTube account for free and you can do that. And right. so getting back to your point, because you can do that, uh, that means you're just as good as because there's no standards on YouTube. So if everyone's just as good as everyone else, then in your head, you're a fucking genius. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we want. But it's not. But, but I guess what I'm getting at is there's this finer point of that's not something that that I think the majority of people want to tweak with a set of standards or discipline and, and just say when I think it's part of a larger this larger dilemma of uh, you and I are antiquated. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. I think it's definitely a symptom of a larger, bigger problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> I mean, bring on the nanobots at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> is what it is. It's like this Ray Kurzweil uh, movie is called Transcendent Man, I believe it's called. Okay. Or the transcendent man. I mean, a complete bastardization of the word transcendent. Mm. Uh, you want a transcendent man? Talk to Teokas and Ghost Horse. Mm. There's a guy who, you know, quote unquote, gets it. Or if he says he lives from the heart and we live from the brain, I'll buy that. Mm. The point is, there are at least two points of view. At that point, you have to know that there are at least two points of view that the human being can achieve. The heart and the brain. <laughs> so... If you want to inject your brain consciousness into a machine because uh, you fear death and you, you don't have a whole lot by way of heart and you think that this is the answer, well, it's not the answer. You can actually be a person who lives from the fucking heart. <laughs> because, as proof, here's the Oxygen Ghost Horse. Here's, you know, <laughs> any number of people who, who do it. Uh, so when I see, like, you know, guys in this thing saying, well, Ray Kurzweil's really a poet more than anything. You know, he's really a poet and he's transcendental and he's, you know, it's like, no, no, he's not. He's fucked up. He's, <laughs> he's probably an, you know, well, not probably, he's intellectually a genius, but he fears death. Mm-hmm. And because of that, he's completely neurotic and fucked up. Mm-hmm. And he takes a bazillion pills to try to, you know, maintain his youth, which is mm-hmm. a dying cause, as it were. Uh, uh, so is this what we want in charge of our future? Hmm. Well, people aren't even thinking about the future, I don't think, in, in those terms, if, if I'm going to be really cynical, because they're they're too busy concentrating on what they think they are now, which is, you know, right. YouTube stars and guitar heroes. Placated, <laughs> well, don't even get me started on, don't even get me started on rock band and guitar here, please. Please don't get me started. Um, <laughs> don't get me started. I mean, it's as if we've passed, yeah. like, our fear was idiocracy, right? Oh, yeah. But it's even more – it's more than that now to me. It's like the more I look at where we're going, it's more like dead inside. That's what we are. Mm. It's like beyond just, you know, discourteous, rude people and, uh, you know, non-intellectuals. 
Because that almost sounds like something you could course correct through an educational system that works mm. or something, you know. Mm. Um, in fact, I guess that's that's sort of the bottom line of this whole discussion is is that what you're talking about sounds like sounds like something you could course correct with just a few simple strokes of the law, you know, or uh, some rules that you lay down. But we're beyond that. We're dead inside. <laughs> You know, like we don't want that because we don't even see ourselves as lacking anything to correct. Mm. Period. Well, we don't think there's any more mystery, I guess. No, I mean, certainly we do, but uh, you know, the world in general. Well, mystery isn't even a question. You know what I mean? Like it's even even finer point. There's no, we don't think there's a mystery. I mean, it's not even a question. It's it's all flash. It's all this style. doesn't. Yeah, this doesn't there's even no come into discussion. Substance, right? Like we right, used to exactly. question. Style versus substance. That was a legitimate argument. Right. What's more important now? I mean, style has uh, won. <laughs> and so yeah. substance isn't even a question anymore. It's like, what is that? That's a foreign substance. Now we have binary code. <laughs> yes. How'd you, li- yes. How'd you like that? Yes. Right? Binary code. I mean, does that not fit into this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. It's, it's fucking reality TV. It might as well be. You know, you can listen to Snooky give a talk at a university for $35,000 or whatever the fuck it was, you know, or you can watch uh, Jim talk about uh, binary codes that haven't been discussed <laughs> since 1989 or 94 or when the fuck ever. You know, it's still – it's reality TV. We're watching this unfold. We're a part of it. We're right there. We're right on the front line. Everybody's on the front line. Um, yeah, I mean uh, – and it's – I mean to me, it's absurd. And uh, but yet so few are really questioning it. I mean, it's that all of this stuff. I mean, every bit of it to me is uh, is is just exactly what you say. It's the inability to go deeper with anything, It's the inability or not even the inability. It's the that doesn't even enter the picture. That doesn't even enter the mind uh, to, to look and consider that sort of thing. And I tell you who I worry about is people my my kids age. I mean, well, that's, I mean, how, that's, can, how can it enter the mind when? The mind is so placated with candy. Placated with candy, yeah. I mean, staring at shiny objects that you can touch and, and make oh, yeah. you know you can throw bird Angry Birds all day. Right, <laughs> I know you love to do. I love Angry Birds. <laughs> I do, I do. I'm sick with it. Uh, no, but I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I often get irritated at my kid about is like you know we'll get um, we'll get a video game together, and I rarely play anymore these days, but. If a new game comes out and I like the story, I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy following the story and playing the game with him. And we play together. Co-op com- campaign. Everybody knows what that is these days in age, right? So I'm like in the environment on the TV watching this thing and I'm walking really slow and I'm looking around at everything and I'm just like, this is amazing. Like this is – it's beautiful. I mean it's, it's great artwork. It's – this is pretty amazing. And meanwhile – the kids just plow them through. Like, let's get to the next waypoint, you know? And I'm like, Cody, just stop. Just stop right here. Just look around at this for a minute. Take it in. There's no thought to that with these kids these days. And the artistry of what it takes to make something as simple as a video game. I mean, it's simple in the sake of what you're doing. The artwork that surrounds you. The creativity that you're surrounded with. Uh, they're oblivious to it. Wow, this looks great. Let's go. I mean, it's just like I don't, I don't like that. I can't understand. Is there no time to just stop and and like forget? There's no aliens around. Nobody's shooting at us. Just 
let's take a look at these birds over here. You know? I mean, it's amazing. Is it? Look at that. Look at that water. Look at that sunset. It's actually setting. And we're, we're in this game watching the sunset. I mean, that kind of thing like does not enter a lot of kids minds when they're playing something like a video game. Um, I mean, a lot of people, myself included, would say, unplug and go watch a real fucking sunset. Play a real guitar, not some goddamn plastic piece of shit with uh, buttons on it. Um, you know, you could go on for hours. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's the people I really worry about because they are so calloused against and they're so placated with candy that their bellies are fat with the candy. And anything that is uh, – not a monumental step forward, whether it's entertainment or art or music. Uh, I mean, music's another one. Don't even get me started on drop well, you know detuning. What, you I know mean, what's weird? It's, it's like <laughs> with fashion. Like we used to dress to impress. You used to dress. Oh, yeah. um, you have to dress a certain way to, to fit in and all this. And now it's like, it's like even that is just a sidebar issue to what's really important is being seen. We need to be noticed and we need to do everything publicly. And I'm guilty of this too, in a sense, except I've been self-aware through the whole thing. I guess if that's Mm -hmm. a step above, I don't know, but I mean, how many people aren't, I mean, that's, that's what we do is air everything publicly and want to be noticed, you know? And I think, I feel like, again, that's getting back to that oneness thing. It's like, what's the next logical step. Then the next logical step is that we all mush our minds together uh-huh. So that way we're all on the same page at the exact same time because who has time to process information about another person? Let's just get on with it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like that's where this whole technology thing is is driving us toward when if you just shut up for a second, it's like, you know, the Matrix happens. It's like, well, know, yeah. Like yeah. The real Matrix happens. Yeah. Not yeah. The special effect and not the thing that you would load your mind into if that's even possible. I don't know. But uh, this has gone on way long, so maybe this will be a, a midweek special where people can. Well, let me say let me say one thing. Let me, <laughs> can you hear the wrinkles forming? Um, let me let me let me say this one thing before we roll out of here. Um, I I used to listen to you talk about how all of the electronic devices and the internet and all this kind of stuff was us yearning for this oneness and not knowing where to find it, but being drawn to anything that seems like that type of thing. And I used to go, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, maybe I see it, maybe I don't. But I'll tell you one place I do see it very clearly is in music. I mean, you look at uh, – I'll just tell you bands that I know or peep, artists that I know, uh, big artists. I mean big ones, the big ones. Uh, Lady Gaga, I mean her fan base following uh, is a group. Is you know the little monsters that that she calls them? I mean, this is this is. I half of me says it's a marketing thing to be able to make people want to be part of a group like that. Um, but you can go right down the line. I love Black Label Society. I love them. But I just heard an interview with Zach Wild, their guitar player, uh, the other amazing guitar player. But he said, you know, they said, well, what's with all the imagery with this band because it's very bikerish and all that. And he's like, well, it's all very much like a brotherhood. We want like a brotherhood. We like our fans, but there's fans and then there's, you know, black label fans and it's more of a community. So there's that community part again. Um, uh, insane clown posse. I mean, which I forget about it, but 
<laughs> they're the same way. It's like they have their 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 own kind of juggalos. Uh, yes, thank you. I couldn't remember it. But there's that, and it's all about you hear these kids talk about. Well, I know that he's got my back, and it's like one big commune of fan base, you know. And then you can you can hop along to the Slipknot is is kind of that way too. They've Paratopia. got that same kind of Paratop- what with our Paratopians. Par- what? <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you do see this more and more in entertainment venues, especially music, which has kind of always been the forefront leader in in uh, what everything seems to follow. Is music's always been one of the most influential things. So I look at that and I go, there's Jeremy's thing right there. There is the wanting to be part of a larger whole. And these are some of the bigger artists out there, I mean, that are actually putting that into practice and building this more than a fan type of feeling, making a community of their listeners right, um, and their fans. And, and that, I think that's a great thing in a way that people can connect through music. I think it's fantastic. But uh, – Underneath of that, is it again what you say of everybody searching for that bigger collective? Maybe. Um, I mean, that could also be uh, searching for an authoritarian structure um, mm-hmm. when you're not a fundamentalist religious person. Right. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Strange times, Jeremy. Strange Indeed. times. Uh, you know, next week we should talk about um, your your theory on Gulf Breeze if you want because I feel like it sort of sure. ties into uh, – what I was saying off the fucking top of my ass about plasma and tulpas and streber <laughs> and all that. Sure. Um, I think it's a better fleshed out sort of version of that. Um, okay. So let's do that, but let's make this a midweek chat. eh? okay. Cause I think this will probably be too long for the show. Okay. Um, bonus content, bonus content, bonus content. That's right. Yeah. Well, so thanks for listening to this bonus content, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's really hot, man. Yes, yes. I must go turn on my air conditioning. Yes. Uh, All right, and we will see you on Friday. Yes, indeed. Goodbye. Thank you, folks. Bye-bye.